Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 403, The Only Resource More Precious Than Time, part one, by David Kane of raptitude.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, your very own personal narrator. This is where I read to you just like an audiobook, but mostly from blogs instead of books. Sometimes I'll read books, but blogs make more sense since you can hear one a day, or like today you can hear half of one. Every once in a while I'll find a post that I really like, but it's a little on the longer side and I like to keep these episodes in the six to 10 minute range so I'll break it up into two separate episodes. So with that, let's get right to the first half of the post and start optimizing your life. The Only Resource More Precious Than Time, Part 1, by David Kane of raptitude.com. When I was a teenager, I might have identified money as my most valuable resource. I don't think that's extraordinarily naive. I mean, it did always help to bring me the things I wanted, freedom, influence, power, comfort, beer. It's so versatile, you can do just about anything with it. More money meant more ease, more pleasure, more happiness. As I got older and busier, I learned, as many do, that time trumps money by a long shot. One can use time not only to make money, but also to build the capacity for making more money in less time by improving skills and setting up streams of income. Not only that, but extra time gives you the temporal space to enjoy the privileges and powers you already have. More time means more freedom, more options, and less stress. Unlike money, everyone is ultimately on a level playing field when it comes to time. We all get the same allowance of 24 hours a day. Just as there are ineffective ways of investing your money, there are ineffective ways of investing your time. If we all have the same amount of this essential resource, why do some people achieve so much and others so little? Where we start from in terms of economic class, skills, and education certainly has something to do with it, but there are just as many riches to rag stories as there are rags to riches stories. So obviously there is another factor at play here. We could argue that some have more free time, so obviously it's those without so many commitments and obligations who have the distinct advantage as far as how much they can accomplish. Well, I think free time is a fallacy. At the end of the day, there is no free time. We use all of it. As I mentioned in a previous post, we all fill the same 24 full hours a day whether you pass your days running six companies simultaneously or eating Pringles and watching reruns of that 70s show. The myth of obligation. Free time is just time in which we don't feel compelled to do a particular thing. For example, you probably don't think of your work shift as free time because you probably feel a compulsion to do certain activities during that time, probably activities your boss wants you to do. The long stretch between when you normally go to bed and when you normally wake up is likewise cordoned off as unavailable. But this is only a mental boundary. The truth is you always have the choice of what to do with that time. 
Instead of working from nine to five, you could play mini golf between the cubicles. Instead of going to bed at 11, you could wander the streets in your pajamas and bare feet. These aren't necessarily the smartest or most rewarding choices, but you do always have full liberty as to how you spend your time. The world will not come to an end if you do something unexpected with time that isn't previously labeled free. Obligation is really nothing more than a nagging feeling of some kind. It's guilt or self-doubt or some other emotion. It isn't a real binding force. No matter what we've promised others or ourselves, we all choose which commitments we will fulfill and which we won't, and life goes on either way. So free time is an illusion. It's all free and paradoxically all taken. Even those who leave little time uncommitted can still experience a frustrating lack of productivity. Have you ever known someone who is constantly busy, toiling on multiple projects and working multiple jobs, yet they never get rich or become happy or fulfill their dreams? Most of us have felt this kind of perplexity ourselves at one time or another. Busy, busy, busy all day long with little to show for it in terms of hard results. Whenever I feel behind the eight ball on a project, I often resolve to invest two or three straight hours on it. But sometimes for some reason, by the end of that couple hours, I'm not much further along. Yet other times, I can get incredible amounts done in 20 or 30 minutes. So it seems my time is just worth more in some instances than others. What makes the difference? Just like money, we value time only because we value the things we can exchange it for. Money would be entirely useless to us if we were unable to exchange it for something. So by itself, it has no real value. Time is no different. We like to have spare, uncommitted time because then we can spend it on something we actually want. We want enjoyable experiences. We want our work to be completed. We want our skills to be improved. We want our lives to be in order. Time is the currency we spend in exchange for these rewards. But as we've learned from countless unproductive workdays and boring meetings, the buying power of time fluctuates much more wildly than that of money. Imagine being confined to an empty concrete cell for one year. How much value would you place on your time then? You'd probably wish you had less time because in that dismal situation, there are few ways to exchange that time for something you value. So your most precious resource is not time, not quite anyway. The value of your time fluctuates greatly depending on how you end up spending it. How much value you get out of it depends on your application of the real precious resource. We'll find out what that is in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled The Only Resource More Precious Than Time by David Kane of Raptitude.com and we will find out what that precious thing is in tomorrow's episode. And I'll keep this ending super minimal for you. For all things related to this podcast or to contact me or whatever, you can find me at oldpodcast.com and I'll leave it there and give you a break from the usual stuff I mention. I really appreciate you being here. An old friend is what I'd call you. Even if you've only heard one episode, If you've listened to me for more than five minutes, that's pretty much friend status. I might not have listened to you yet, but this podcast is for you, so hopefully that counts. I'm not sure where I'm going with this except to say thank you. So have a great day, and I'll be back tomorrow to wrap up this post. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. 
You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.